everybody. Welcome to the Blue Collar Built Podcast, the show about two brothers who are sharing their experiences or going through it. I am your host, John, joined by my co-host and youngest brother, Jake. What's going on? Not much. Same old. Not doing much. Waiting for the work season. Right. You got a vacation coming up next week. I do. Huh? Going to Colorado. Going to board it up with yeah. friends and family. Sweet. Should be a blast. You just got back on vacation. I did. We just got done in Mexico for a week. It was awesome. Yeah, it looked like a club scene. It was. It was definitely a party scene, for sure. I uh, wish we could have stayed longer. Heck yeah. I mean, the picture you sent me, I knew you guys were going to have a blast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was awesome. It was wild when you wanted to be, but then, like, if you just wanted to chill, like, the resort, it was nice like mm. there was always a party going that you could be a part of but you didn't have to be if you didn't want to be and we met a bunch of people down there i was gonna say that's one thing i've asked you yet is like what was was it a bunch of married couples or was it dude all did of you the really above. A, really yeah so um shout out to travis and abby if they're listening to this they were kind of like our hangout vacation yep. hangout couple they were they Everybody's were our vacation buds mm-hmm. uh we had a blast with them but we met so many other people and uh it was awesome there was different couples there there were couples our age there were you know 60 year olds down to 18 year olds there were wow. bachelor parties bachelorette parties there that'd be a sick bachelor party there going was, down there Oh, dude, these guys, I don't even know how they lucked out, but there was a, a bachelor party that showed up the same time there happened to be three bachelorette parties. Holy smokes. That's a dream. Yes. That's yeah. a dream. And instantly, like, the four of them just all clicked together. Mm. It was like, yep. oh, you're here for a bachelorette party. Oh, so are we. And so then, like, they team up, and then mm-hmm. the guys showed up, and they were like, yeah, we're here for a bachelor party. And then it was like just... Too good to be it was true. Awesome. It was so fun. Um, I mean, we hung out with them one day up at the energy pool with the DJ and got sprayed with champagne. They had a champagne party and That's it nuts. was it was a blast. Totally worth it then. Yes. A hundred percent worth it. Uh we stayed at Breathless Soul Resort Cancun. So if you're curious, go check it out. But I highly recommend it. They had um they have what's called the energy crew or the entertainment crew there. And uh, one of my favorite guys was Marco. He's just like this little twig of a human being, but he was so much fun. <laughs> so essentially like their job, the best way I can describe it is they were like summer camp counselors for drunk adults. Like their whole job was to just like keep the party going, making yeah, get sure you everybody's in trouble. Having fun, sounds right? like, yeah. yeah. And so you can imagine how these people are, and they're like consistently just dancing and high energy all the time. Like it'd be so exhausting. That's nuts. How do right? they do that? Uh, well, lots of coffee. So I one day I was. Uh, you asked them probably. Oh, You're like, oh, how the of fuck do you do this? You know, they were, and and it was funny because. Marco and I clicked really well after we had like, like I was talking to him. I'm like, okay, 
don't be entertainment, Marco. Like, I want to know about you. Like, I want to know your story. Like, how'd you get to this point of like being this guy, you know, is work always like this? Do you get time off? Do you get, you know, cause mm -hmm. I don't know how it works down there, you know? And so he's explaining to me and he was like, Oh yeah, you know, <clears throat> I drink a ton of coffee cause they're there from like, you know, I think the events or activities start at like 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. and they go till five. And then from like eight to 11 is usually when like the first little like day event. So they're different events each day, like Monday through Sunday. Sure. Those people get a break from like that five to eight period. And then they have to come back from eight to 11 mm -hmm. and then they're off at 11. Right. And they do that consistently. They did say, you know, they try and usually get them like two days off during the week, but depending on how full the hotel is, sometimes they have to go straight through. Sometimes, you know, the days aren't together, so they're not going to get like a Friday, Saturday or Saturday, Sunday. I mean, right. they're, they rarely get the weekend off. It'd be like a Tuesday and like a Friday right. or something. Yeah. Know. And he said, usually if it is two days in a row, it's like Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday, it's Wednesday. Not, they try and do a good job about at least letting, because there's four or five of them that are a part of this group. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think like at least once a month, one of them gets like a Saturday, Sunday, and then they just rotate who gets that. So are, so are they employed by, by the hotel yes. or is it yep. like their own business? And no, nope. They're 100% employed by the hotel. Um, I mean, if you go on and like look up the the resort, like and look at the reviews, you'll see their names just thrown in. There. I mean, they truly make it like that enjoyable. Damn. Especially when like you're the kind of person which my wife and I are. I mean, we have no problem, especially you know after you've been drinking all day. Like I have no problem going out and getting on a dance floor and having fun with a bunch of people I'm never gonna see again. Absolutely. You know. That's the whole point. But there are people who are, like, kind of reserved and, like, maybe want to do that but aren't, like, willing to get up there. And, like, these people make it easy for them to go out, yeah. you know. When they're the ones who are out on the dance floor already getting started and then the whole crowd comes out, then it's real easy to just be like, oh, well, I'm just – everybody's Everybody's out, out there, you know? yeah. Nobody cares. Everybody's dancing weird, you know. It was mm -hmm. it was just a blast. That's just kind of get lost in the day, and it was fun. But but no, I got to talk to Marco, oh, probably for a good half hour, and just kind of learning his story. He kind of went from you know, which I would imagine you do down there because it's a huge tourist spot. But he would go to resort, you know, work at this resort, and then he would go. And mm -hmm. he said so far he's been like the longest he's been is at Breathless, which it only opened in 29 the end of 2019 so going right into covid this place opened like brand new built and then wow. it got like dead for a little while i mean they oh. still had people but it wasn't near what it was like what we got to see but yeah he said he really liked it enjoyed it and keeps his energy up but it's also very exhausting I'm sure it's exhausting, but I'm sure they get rewards from all these people, including you, that come and are happy 
Beca- oh, absolutely. Because, because not just the resort, but because of who's taking care of the people at the resort. Absolutely. Marco. Yeah. Like, so he probably gets and, a lot you know, of You know, you throw them tips that. just like you would, like a bartender. Yeah. Or, you know, not to like mention, if, yeah, if everyone's throwing them tips, they're probably making a decent amount of money. Yeah. And I would, we were kind of talking about this um, with with the other couple that we were hanging out with pretty much all week. And we kind of all decided, like, after seeing all the different jobs, like, they're probably, other than, like, the management staff, those guys probably get paid the most because they're consistently having to go and entertain and be around. Like, it's, like, the most dragging job in the whole Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they're kind of the show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, if it wasn't for them, I mean, it'd still be fun, but they just took it that extra level. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Um, I love going down to, uh, you know, a country like that and going on vacation and seeing we, uh, fortunately, my wife is bilingual, so she speaks Spanish and English. And so we get to go into the market and stuff, and it makes it easy because she can communicate with people who who probably don't know much English. Mm-hmm. So if we get lost, you know, it's easy to ask for directions and stuff, but. Going into the market, dude, it's always eye-opening to me, and I don't know why, because it's it's very different um, from, like, what we see up here, you know? Like, and I'm not trying to get, like, on the sob story, like, of how hard they have it. It just is, like, I start thinking about some of the things that I bitch and complain about, and I'm like, dude, that's nothing compared to, like, what these people have to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, even like, like the story I was just telling about the entertainers. I mean, those guys are going consistently all the time and probably not. I'm not saying there's not people in the United States who have similar jobs because there are, but those people are probably making even more money. Yeah. You're talking about a place where people like live and die off tips for the most part. Mm-hmm. And that was the the other crazy thing. Like I saw a ton of people. Like you would be odd. Like how many people don't tip or, like, just don't care. And it's like it. To me, it was kind of like upsetting. I mean, it, not enough that like it like had an effect on me. But it's just like you know, what is it to, you know, throw a buck to a waiter or a bartender for making you a drink? Like it's not that big a deal. Yeah, you know. tips tips is a weird one because there's a lot of people that, well, there was this, like, fad about, like, hey, you know, I'm not going to tip you because I'm already paying for X and X. I don't even know how long ago. It was, like, a year or two ago. It blew up on Twitter. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And I just don't understand it. I mean, that's, like, if you can't tip, then you shouldn't you shouldn't be going or going to this restaurant or going to this vacation spot. Right. It's like these people need need the tips. Absolutely. Well, and we, if they're and if they're super nice, like some people don't deserve tips, but I give them anyway. Right. You know, there's some there's some occasions where like this dude was a dick, and I wouldn't tip, obviously. But right. no, they're doing their best. You know, and like I well, never and, really understood it. And you're at, I mean, when you're at a place like where we just came from, you're never going to have that person who is a dick there because all it takes is like one time for them and that's their job yeah because there's 20 people waiting in line to work at that resort like that's how it works 
Yeah. You know, it's it's just incredible. Like everybody, even if they were probably having a shit day, like the way they're able to put on a good good face to be who they need to be at the resort for the mm-hmm. guests is just it really is incredible. Yeah. So but no, it's I completely eye opening being in a country like that. I've been in many places where it's like that. It's just every time I go back it it just is something else. Heck yeah, man. I mean we got uh so in high school, well you didn't you didn't do world missions in high school, did you? No. No. So I did. We went to the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. We didn't stay in a resort. We went out into the yeah, you dug rainforest. We dug latrines. We painted their, some of their buildings and stuff down there. And, and mm-hmm. it just kind of takes me back to that situation where we go down there. And it's fun. It's fun to help. It's fun to put yourself. You'll never be able to put yourself in their shoes because you don't have to live that daily. But it's nice to be able to see and kind of get a – a feeling for what yeah they have to do refresh that perspective that you had when you were in high school right I mean, obviously it's a different scenario you're on vacation but that doesn't that doesn't mean shit i mean right. you're still looking at it yeah i mean i was even thinking about the driver who picked us up like he had to our plane ended up being like 20 minutes late mm-hmm. and then we had to get our checked bags and so that dude was supposed to pick us up technically like an hour before we actually even got there so he had been sitting there waiting and it's like like i gave that dude pretty decent tip because i know he was just waiting there and that could have been rides that he could have been taking yeah you know and i get like we pay for all that stuff like what you were saying you know like the well i paid you know x amount of dollars for this why do i have to tip and and if you go on the most of these websites they say you know tipping is not required well i hate when they say that because it's like of course you should tip like you're somebody else is providing you a service and these yes. people probably don't get paid shit yeah so that's the whole that's the whole point is fun, they don't get paid like fun fact though because we were having this same discussion while we were there we were in the hot tub with a bunch of couples who would go like resort hopping that was cool i'd love to do that Jesus. sometime I, oh dude like i'm talking like they're at a resort two three times a year like oh, they were wow. giving us the lowdowns on where to go, where not to go. It was pretty sweet. But that was the one thing that like we talked about and they're like, Oh, definitely, like we learned that early. Like you still tip. Even if the hotel says don't tip, like you're just gonna get not shitty service, but they're gonna pick up on that. You know what I mean? So yeah. they're still gonna take care of you, but they're not gonna go over and above. Right. And that's kinda like the idea. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you're technically paying for the service you want. If you're not if you're not tipping, they're probably not gonna really come around you or ask you if you need anything, you know. Right. And Outside if you do, of their normal rounds, you, tip, you know. Yeah, exactly. If you do tip, then they're probably gonna be like, Well, this guy's tipping money, so I'm gonna go ask him. Yep. That's how it works. Or even down <laughs> to like the room service people, you know, which was mm-hmm. really cool. So normally like room services like come up, knock on your door. They hand you the plate and stuff. All these rooms had a room service window. So there was a door on our side and a door out in the hallway. So if it was like 1 o'clock in the morning and you ordered room service, they're not beating on your door in case you fall asleep. Mm-hmm. They just slide it in this little cubby hole. They ring a little bell, which isn't very loud. It's just enough like, you know, if yeah. you're awake, you're going to notice it. Right. 
And so I would always, you know, put a dollar or two in there for them. And, hey, guess what? Instead of stuff sitting around, like, they would come back, take our trays, get mm-hmm. everything, you know. Yeah. Same with the room cleaning people. I mean, these these are things, like, you should remember when you go on vacation to places like that or just in general. I mean, we've talked about it. I was going to say, not just there, just everywhere. We've talked about it with uh, my experience with door dashing. You know, I don't – again, there are people who do that for a living. Mm-hmm. And if they don't get tips, then, you know, there's no way you're doing that yeah. for a living. So just I, w- I would say, like, you know, remember that, that kind of stuff when you are planning vacations. Like you said, if you're going to a restaurant and you know you can't tip your waiter, you probably shouldn't be going to the restaurant. Yeah, I mean, it's just that simple. Yeah. It's just that simple. I don't know where – I mean, because you learn these things from other people, like how much you're supposed to tip, like – when do you tip? I'm, you know, all these things. I'm not sure where I learned it from, but I'd have been mom or dad or something. But well, and you kind of go and and you get the experience, and you can kind of feel the vibe if you're paying attention. Yeah, you know, and it just makes sense. At some point in my life, I was like, well, this person is serving me. I'm another human. They're a human. He's serving me. I need to give him something in return. Absolutely. Like that's just how. Right. I look at it. Right. Well, and that, that kind of stems from, like, the kind of people we are or who we were raised to be. Like, it's really hard in general to let anybody do anything for me, especially I feel weird when somebody's, like, waiting on me or, like, serving me. And so in my mind, like, that's my way of being like, okay, here you go. You did something for me. I'm going to do something for you. Exactly. Because nobody just does something for me. Correct. Exactly. So I think that's that's huge. But in turn, I think that's a good thought as well. You know, sometimes maybe people do rely too much on other people doing things for them. Yeah. And maybe you should step it up. And so am I the person who's just consistently taking because it's being offered? Or am I also giving an effort? Or am I being the person who's offering and not expecting anything in yeah. return? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did you do this week? What do you think I did this week? Probably sat around, didn't you? Yeah, I did just sit around. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think if I did anything. Oh, I, I mean, I went golfing this Saturday outside for the first time, which was really nice to do. Yeah? Yeah. What was the weather like back here? It was actually not bad. Really? Like, yeah, it was, It was. well, yes. What did you get in yesterday? At like 1130 at night. Dude, it was like 60 degrees yesterday. Really? Yeah. I Why stayed inside all day, but through this week i wanted to do it kind of is like a little i mean yeah but if wednesday's gonna get we're gonna get some shit i think but at least we're past like it's not gonna be like feels like negative 10 or something we're way past that i think which i if we're in like the mid 30s and it's working up towards the 40s it's just gonna keep getting better so yeah yeah Yeah. there was a there was a little job that i wanted to start this week it's a customer we have every year mm-hmm. for that for the strip mall that's down there and we oh do yeah their patch stuff and i wanted to kind of get that out of the way because it's it's just patchwork so it can be done kind of whenever as long as it's not going to freeze right but with the rain and chance of snow coming like i don't mm-hmm. it's also one of those things where it's if we do do it and it gets messed up it's like damn it yeah you no know, why didn't we wait i mean we're getting close to we are I know, and if you know you're going on vacation, which is great, and I'm 
ecstatic because then mm-hmm. we're both gonna be you know, I mean, up, I don't need I don't need a vacation. Well, this yeah. is just a you cherry a, on top for me. You do a better job about taking it easy than I do. So yeah, I don't need a vacation, but I am extremely excited because I haven't gone snowboarding in like two, two, three years. I heard it's gonna be cold. Yeah, well, mom. How's that work? Well, mom said that. I'm yeah. like, what? What do you mean? We're gonna be in the mountains. There's snow on the ground. If it's 32 degrees and sunny, that's a nice fucking day. Oh yeah. It's dad, not gonna be. Dad was telling me it's like not gonna a be 25. No. Yeah. Well, may, it might be. If it's not windy, it's not that bad. I mean, we're we're going to a cold place. This is right. a cold vacation, people. You expect people. to go, right. Like, I know. We're not going to Mexico and sitting on the beach. We're yeah. going to the mountains where it's snowy and snows every day. That's probably why, I mean, outside of now I know why we backed out of this one because we were going to go with you guys as a family. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, I didn't know I was getting surprised with the Mexico trip. So it makes sense on why my wife was like so heavy that we didn't go. Um, but I don't get heartbroken. Colorado's not really like like we had fun younger skiing, but that's not like my bag. Like I'm definitely the guy who's like, let's go to the Ozarks and sit by the lake and the heat. I enjoy and go down to Mexico, but Colorado's fun, and I don't mind going there. I'm definitely the guy who will sit in the hot tub all day and look at the mountains. That's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just, like, one little sliver. Obviously, you're not into skiing or don't enjoy it as much as I do. Right. That's the whole reason I'm going. Right. Is to ride a snowboard on a big-ass fucking mountain. Yeah, and that's cool. To me, that's, like, one of those things where I've done it now, and it's, like, off the appeal. It's like, okay, I've done that. It sure. was fun. I don't wouldn't continuously enjoy doing it. like I feel like there's other experiences most go, definitely go have most definitely but yeah no you'll have fun <laughs> I'm gonna have a blast yeah and so there's all sorts of things there's what like 20 of you going I'm not sure I think probably that's, that's probably around that number yeah I'm only gonna go for I think I'm only gonna snowboard for two days and I'm gonna do something like <clears throat> the people who aren't skiing are gonna go do a tube hill or something oh that'd be fun i guess so i'm I gonna do that one that. day i never thought about Just that because lift tickets are like ridiculous that's the other thing we were talking about with the other couples man like you know we're all getting hit with groceries and gas prices and that kind of stuff you've tried to travel in the last year like it's crazy compared to how it was like pre-pandemic uh-huh. Uh-huh. i mean plane flights have almost doubled no dude we're in it right now yeah we're in it. like everything's expensive yep people can't afford shit no but that's the crazy thing like people are still paying for it yeah i don't know how that's, but uh, i don't either <laughs> i mean eventually it's gonna run out like there's going to be it's inevitable that there's going to be a transition there mm-hmm. has to be because yeah. People, it's crazy. The open job market's still up, even though, you know, you see all these big tech companies laying people off. And, like, that's one sector of the economy. Mm-hmm. Like, you look in other places, especially, like, in what we do, we can't hire enough people. I mean, there's just so many open jobs everywhere still. Just because it's not in the tech sector doesn't mean shit. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, you know, there's obviously open jobs. There's not enough um, people to fill them or people aren't taking those jobs because they're just riding off of what they have, which doesn't make any sense to me. Whatsoever. No, you're going to be hurting. 
Yeah. You're going to be hurting in five to 10 years. Right. Well, and then you're going to have to take, take something, right? Yeah. Even though it might not be your most ideal job, you'll have to take something so you can get back to your ideal job. Mm -hmm. That was one, one thing out of all of this, by all of this, I mean like, you know, the pandemic transition and all that, that I never understood, like, you know, quiet quitting and the great resignation and all that other stuff. And it's like, that's great. But at some point, this shit's going to come back, you know. It has to. People are going to start losing money, and they're just going to have to start accepting certain things as far as jobs or how to make money, how to get income to support yourself. They're going to stop spending on things that, you know, live in their, I don't want to say lavish lifestyle, but, you know, spending without care. Right. And all of that's going to have to come. And they're, yeah, you know, you're gonna society's gonna go. Oh, what the fuck do we do now? And then it, that's when it just goes. Yes, yeah. And then we rebuild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not saying everything's probably gonna go, but it's like. No, I'll use Dad's term. You know, it's not gonna go to hell in a handbasket. It's a reset. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because everyone. Well, the pandemic still hasn't. I feel like it still hasn't caught up yet. From what happened during the pandemic and all the money they handed out and mm-hmm. all this shit still hasn't caught up yet no i i totally agree and i think that once that does it's gonna be you know somewhat ugly for a little bit yeah i mean you can just look at the housing market we've talked about it a million times i am 27 years old and i can't afford a house that's not because of how much you pay me that's just because of what everything else all the other factors right that's not just because i'm poor and don't have any money i have it's just you, astronomical to get into a fucking house right now. Like three years ago, like I could be you, in a fucking you could house. Be in a house, real easy, locked into a house. I could probably moving. be in a house now, but it's like not something I'm willing to wager all my hard work from this point to now. I'm not willing to wager that. And that's smart. I'm that's not gonna do that because that that would be essentially, you know, it's kind of like what you do in business when you need to buy equipment or something. You go, okay, do I really need this equipment or do I want this equipment? Yeah. Because if, like in your case, you want the house, you don't necessarily need the house, and that might put you in a super tight position. That if one or two things go bad, yeah, I don't. I now you're. I never and. Right. <laughs> That's like my MO. I'm if there's one or two things that could go bad, I'm not putting all my chips on it. Like right. no way. Yeah. Like and ten things would have to go bad. And then I'm like, okay, and then, and then I'm a little safer. Right. Here. And it's and it's interesting because there are people who won't make that leap. Like that's which this is definitely not you, but I wanna say this because sometimes people just won't get out of their comfort zone when it comes to stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like there's a difference between making sure all your ducks are in a row. When you do make that, and not everything's going to be perfect either. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not, otherwise you're going to miss the opportunity. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I'm kind of getting at. Like, people stay in this comfort zone so much, and then they go, oh, I'm almost there. And then they get ready to make the move. Well, guess what? Now the market's jumped 10%. And you're yeah. going, well, now i got to keep going. And then you're always just going to be behind that instead of just mm-hmm. making that move. Yeah, no, going. I definitely, I don't need to be in a house right now. I really want to be in a house right now. But there'll come a time where I can afford the house and I want to get a house because I'm not just dumping money into some hole. 
like right. an apartment. That's what you're doing. You're dumping money in a hole. You don't ever get to see that money again. No, you don't get was, to use that money. That was something that always bugged me about rent. That's especially. what's bugging me right now because it's like, holy shit, I'm just throwing $800 a month into nothing. I don't get to, I worked for that money. I don't ever right. get to see it again. No, you'll never be able to sell your apartment and, I don't have and get a, that money back. And I don't have a fucking choice. Right. That's what sucks right now. It's like, but well, sh- I know what's going on, but I don't have a choice. Right. And that's kind of like the shitty the shitty thing with the whole shop situation we talked about last week. Yeah, was it uneasy that that happened and mm-hmm. that, you know, we're paying double what we were a year ago? It is, but it's still cheaper than the alternative right mm-hmm. now, and it's still going to allow us to get to that next level. So am I paying more? Yes. Can we afford to do so? Yes, we can. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be as easy as it was before? No. But it also doesn't mean that I have to be like, you know, diving off a cliff going, everything's just shot now. Yeah. Which is exactly what would happen if you took a step into the house and then something happened. You'd be over. Yeah. And I could probably do more research into it and all this stuff. But – I'm just being told all over the place that it's just not the right time to get into the housing. No. It's just not. Even if you got to pay 800 bucks a month for for an apartment, the money you're going to be overpaying right now to buy a house Probably is gonna, not worth it. It's going to catch up. If I were to buy that house, then it's going to catch up further down the road. Right. Yeah. So, and, and you can always refinance, you know, down the, down the line. Yeah. You know, interest I'm rates close. are... I'm, or just there, I'm getting close. I'm waiting. I'm getting close, but you know, I'm just not ready to pull the trigger yet. There's just too many things that I don't think I can afford. Yeah, and that's so, smart. I don't know. Well, and you got your car, and you know, you'll. Yeah, I'm waiting on my car. Have, maybe if I didn't buy that car, maybe I could be in a house. Oh well, yeah, but we've had that discussion. But it is what it is. That's hindsight, right? So it's yeah, always everybody it's always makes mistakes. So well, and that wasn't a mistake. That was. You, you did something Depends for you yourself that was, that was good for you. You know, I'd rather have a reliable car than have a house. I'd rather have a reliable car and live in a, an apartment than. Yeah. I mean that, that other you know, car was fine. I it was more, you're right. It was, it was selfish. That's why I think it's a bad decision, but I just really, I wanted something for like myself, although that car was mine and I had that car, but right. it was grandma's car. She gave it to me. Yeah. This car is my fucking car. The bank owns it right now, but it's my fucking car. Right. And that's something- That's the only thing that I really have besides that. My golf clubs and my computer. That's my shit. Yeah. But that's also something you have to go through as you're growing old, you know, buying your car. That's that's an experience. You mm-hmm. go through it. And buying a house will be the next experience. And then yep. somewhere in between there, hopefully getting married and mm-hmm. having like eight kids for you. Um. Cause you want like a whole football team, no, kids, right? Fuck no, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, what the hell was I gonna say? Oh yeah, like I'll I'll eventually get a house, and that could be when I'm 35. That could be in three years. It could be in a year. Whatever yeah. time frame that is. All I know is when I buy that house, it's gonna feel rewarding to me. Absolutely, as well it should. So if I get a house now, it's gonna feel rewarding. If I get it. When I'm 35, it's gonna feel the same because I worked Absolutely. for it and it's mine. You know, so and you're, I'm not worried about it. And you're still very, you know, you're young enough that this is just gonna be your first house. 
So there's probably mm-hmm. gonna be another. Well, that's one. the that's the hump I'm trying to get over right now because I want something that is not my first house. I want something that is like that I can't afford essentially. Right. Well, and that's a good way to look at it. Then, if that's what you want, then there is there so shouldn't boom. be a rush just to get into oh. a house. Because if you do want your first home to maybe be your forever home, I mean, you can't always say that. I don't. I don't necessarily mean that. I just from what I can afford right now, mm-hmm. I want to like maybe one step above that. Gotcha. You know. Yeah. I just don't want to go buy a hundred twenty-five thousand dollar like one bathroom one bed just to say you have 800 square feet just to say i have a house no if i have a house i want like i want a backyard two rooms you know everything it's a fucking house it's not just like a oversized apartment if that makes any sense yeah no it does but and it's funny you say that because i know you just threw the number out there but even at one hundred and twenty-five thousand, you're still not finding shit you could buy a burnt down house on the west end for that much money yep and that's just because of the land to rebuild on it. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It's dumb as fuck. Well, that's all I got for this week. You got anything else for these folks? Nope. No, sir. Hopefully we'll uh we'll hit up another podcast before you go. Yeah. That way we can get something for these guys. I know we were a little a day late, but that's all right. My vacation was so well worth it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do another one before I leave. All right. Well, we appreciate you listening. Don't forget, share the show and hit us up on Facebook and Instagram at the Blue Collar Built Podcast. We'll catch you next week.